man, I wish I thought of that name before. No, I'm just kidding. I do love that name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Janessa McKenzie, a business mindset coach and brand strategist, and I help online experts like you stop self-sabotaging their success and unapologetically build a badass personal brand that makes marketing and sales easy. It's my mission to show you how to become who you were created to be so you can share your talents with the world, make a difference, and create the income and impact you desire. So if you're ready to end your battle with self-sabotage, regain your kick-ass confidence, and create a business and life of your dreams, listen up as I hit the BS button on the notion that hustle and hard work are all it takes to be successful, and mix the woo with the strategy to help you create the mindset, messaging, and visibility you need to attract the clients and cash that you want, while unapologetically building a powerful brand from the inside out. Now let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm here with Vicki Louise. She helps ambitious overachievers manage their anxiety and procrastination with a no BS approach to blending neuroscience, evolutionary biology, life coaching tools, and tough love that teach people to understand their brain, rewire their thinking, and feel empowered to get shit done. So she's also the host of the Fuck Anxiety and Get Shit Done podcast, which, man, I wish I thought of that name before no I'm just kidding I do love that name Vicky, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you yeah yeah so funny <laughs> I'm so good thanks how are you I'm great I'm great so tell us a little bit more about you amazing and thank you for the wonderful introduction you're welcome tell us a little bit more about who you are and who you serve Yes. So I am a coach. I specialize in helping people like really manage their anxiety and their procrastination or what I call our brains bullshit. Um, (laughs) That's solid. (laughs) That's a solid reminder that our brains are really wired for a different time and wired for survival in the wild. And, um, and nothing's gone wrong because our brains are lazy, for example. So I love working with people that are ambitious because by, by definition, ambition is going to come with anxiety. It's like our brains are wired to stay in the comfort zone and we go against it. So I help, I would say like ambitious people manage their human brain so that they can get shit done. Yeah. Amen to that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we all get into that and, and, you know, would you, consider like overwhelm and frustration sometimes like a piece of anxiety oh a million percent like even if you so a few years ago when i was waking up with panic attacks i literally googled what is anxiety because i didn't really have a clue and i think most of us say the word without really knowing what it is and so i was that person and i went to dr google and dr google told me um anxiety is a generalized feeling of worry overwhelm and apprehension so it's like a feeling of feelings and i think often there are like all these emotions that just like we just like lump together into anxiety yeah absolutely Uh, i mean do you think that there is any difference between like a clinical anxiety and just like uh stress anxiety 
I don't even know if there's minions there. So. <laughs> yeah, I think there's like an anxiety spectrum. Mm. Um, so we're not all experiencing the same anxiety. In fact, one of the things I do with my clients, one of the things that I recommend anyone listening does, is really think about what actually anxiety is for you. Like if it's a feeling, where do you feel it? Do you feel it in your chest, in your head? Is it hot? Is it cold? Is it quick? Is it fast? Is it nauseating? You know, is it dizziness? Like what exactly is it for you and how intense it is? And then really like getting to know, because typically what we're doing is trying to avoid the anxiety or fight with it. But really the first step to like mastering anything is getting to know it. So anyone listening, um, I really recommend getting to know your anxiety and um, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. So tell us about that. How do we get to know our anxiety? Yeah, it can be really as simple as like a body scan. Um, So whenever you are experiencing it, and this is great because you can do it, whether it's mild or it's very intense, it's like really stop what you are doing, like stand still, sit still, sit still, and just like think very basically like where, how do I know I'm feeling anxiety? Like where am I suddenly feeling sensations in my body? Is it in my chest? Is it in my stomach? Like really start with the very basic, where in my body am I feeling sensations right now? Mm. Um, Which is such a simple thing and it pulls our brain out of the thought spin that it can go into, into like the present. So that's kind of like double, double benefit. And from there, once you just notice where it is, think about describing it with simple descriptors like hot or cold heavy or light still or moving and then if it's moving quickly or slowly and really go through these like you know three-year-old questions um because that's what our brain needs at that time and it kind of one it means you are not fighting and resisting the anxiety which is just fighting and resisting yourself which creates more anxiety and two it like gets your brain focusing on something outside of the anxiety so it's kind of a double whammy on the benefits there um and listen there's a lot of similarities for how people experience anxiety because we all have you know the hormones that release from our brain into our bloodstream but there are still differences so even for anyone listening two people can be in a conversation about anxiety and just experience it differently so never assume it's not like a one size fits all situation yeah <clears throat> yeah my um my fiance has anxiety around certain things like traveling um far so mm-hmm. like getting on a plane is like a no-go for him he's just mm-hmm. nope he will not do it <laughs> mm-hmm. so and then there are other people that i know that just you know get anxiety just getting out of bed you know or mm-hmm in a very specific situation. So I think, you know, everyone has different anxieties about different things, but it also probably affects them very differently too. Like one person can like start sweating and the other person can just kind of shut down um, all kinds of things. Yeah. Even one person can sweat and another person can get very cold. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have talked a lot about, feelings being energy just energy in your body Mm. and really just um Mm -hmm. the story that you attach to that feeling is you know what you experience totally 100 percent. 
And even the story we attach to anxiety impacts our experience of it. And throughout our evolution, anxiety did mean danger. We used to live in the wild. And if we were going into a cave and there was a lion there, our brain would recognize danger and release hormones like cortisol and adrenaline that would allow us to run faster, longer and feel less pain and things that maybe, you know, allowed us to survive in those situations and um, were really useful. So what happened is not only, yeah, now less so, but not only does you know, our brain and our story create the anxiety and the release of hormones, but then our body is so finely tuned to to keep us alive. That's its one job that the release of those hormones in our body then signal back into our brain. Something's gone wrong. Something's gone wrong. Red alert, red alert. Even (laughs) if it is like, you know, your partner getting on a plane, which in which case the ability to run faster, longer or feel less pain or be on more alert are not going to help him. And the anxiety itself is not life-threatening. Right. Yes. Uh, And we've worked on, you know, definitely worked on um, getting him to go further, Mm. um, even driving. Mm. And, you know, it was, it's touch touch and go sometimes. Like when we get to a certain point, it's like, I can see it in his face. And, you know, this last time we we took a a drive, it was like three and a half hours, four hours. And I don't don't know what it is. It was, I think it has to do with something that happened when he was a kid. Um, And so, you know, we're driving, we're driving and seeing like just highway and like no real uh, destination, like, I don't want to say destination, but there weren't like a lot of buildings or anything like that. And then you came out into this area where you could see it was like a city and it was a city he didn't recognize. And I could see it in his face. And I'm like, just, we're just in Boston. Like, it's just Boston. We're in Boston. Right. Right. That's only 30 minutes for us. Knowing that obviously we weren't in Boston anymore. Uh, right. <laughs> but it's just so but it's just so funny that, you know, we were like what you tell your brain, like your brain believes what you tell it. Oh, that's the problem. The problem is most of the time we run on autopilot believing what our brain tells us when exactly as you said we can totally tell our brain what to believe. Our brain doesn't really know the difference between reality and and what we say you know, if we say it. Um so so often what's actually happening is people are coming to me saying like, I'm a procrastinator. It's just who I am. It's just who I've always been. Not recognizing that that's in itself a story. And the yeah. more they think that, the more their brain's just like giving in to them being a procrastinator and not even noticing when already in their life, there are things that they don't procrastinate on. They like disassociate from anything that doesn't feed the story in their brain. Um, And exactly like you said, it comes down to them being like, well, are you even a procrastinator? In what ways are you not a procrastinator? How is that not true? Right. Yes. Because that's exactly what happens, right? We, we tell ourselves something that becomes part of our identity and then we just, it just turns into an autopilot mode. And now we just, you know, behave in that story out in, into our reality. So creating our 
a new reality or creating a, a different life or different thought or different way of being, we have to tell ourselves a different story. Yeah. So we make it sound so simple. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I do make no. it sound so simple. But you know what? I can, and I'm not saying that it's simple at all because it isn't. Because I, there have been many, many beliefs that I have changed in myself since I've started my entrepreneurial journey. Mm. And when you're changing them, it your brain gets very confused, yeah. and you get very confused, and you you know there is you can feel it in you when it's happening and you're like, okay, well, um, you know, your brain, my brain is saying, well, no, we, we always thought this way and I'm consciously telling it, but no, we want to, we want to think this way now. It's, your brain's like, Oh, yeah. well, wait, what, what are we doing? Um, <laughs> it's, yeah. I yeah. Think it, it is simple, but it is like exactly as you said, the way I like to describe it to people, for people listening, it's like learning another language. So when you first learn that second language, you're not able to just translate very quickly or in your brain and you'll make a few mistakes and you'll go back and forth and one day you'll really get it and the next day you'll forget everything. And it's that discomfort of continuing to speak that second language when it's so much easier to speak English if English is your first language. So it's totally possible to, you know, become fluent in another language people do it every day but it's the discomfort of the I think a sounding like you know like an idiot (laughs) and being willing to sound like an idiot and be going against your brain's programming and those two things are really probably this the things that block us from doing what we say we will do when we say we will do it like we all know what's good for us our brain's just like why would we do this think why would we start working out we've not done that we're fine we're alive let's not complicate things yeah exactly exactly that's so funny and you know again for people listening like you can you can absolutely change the way you think and in the beginning for me when I was doing it like trying to think more positive thinking like using words that were more positive in sentences instead of using more negative words. Um, We can get stuck in that, you know, feeling that, oh my gosh, I just thought a bad thought. I just blew everything. What do you think about that? I think our brains are always looking to keep us in that loop. And I think this comes down to what we spoke about before, which is just like not believing everything your brain tells you. So your brain can tell you that it's hard or it's confusing and you get to decide what you prioritize and what you don't prioritize. I think a big thing um, that I come across with my people is also trying to change all the things all at the same time. And, you know, I'm going to like lose weight and work out and grow my business and create five figure months and fall in love and travel the world or whatever it is. Um, Yeah. And I think to create success, it's really like picking one area and applying the work and figuring out where you want to go and where you are and what the gaps are to get you there and, and failing your way to success in one area and then applying that to the second area. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's funny. I'll tell you a little story about that with me was, you know, building my business and it was definitely like a, 
self-development with a paycheck when you start your own business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had, I have, I don't want to say I have all the mindset stuff down, but I do have, I have moved through a lot of things so I can catch things faster, move through things easier. And, um, you know, the things still come up in different levels. They all, they always still come up. But then I started working with a coach on like health and weight loss and her, um, her primary way of helping you is to start thinking about food differently and about weight loss differently. Um, and everything she was saying, I was like, Oh, I do this in business, but it's so funny. We, when you say focus in on one thing and, and, you know, get really good at that or fail your way to success. I love it when you said that, um, that you, you know, you're so used to doing it in this one area, not even realizing that the same applications apply in every area. Right. It's like the never ending path. (laughs) Yeah. It is. It's a never-ending path, but it's also, you know, a never-ending loop, too, you know, because it's, like you said, like, I want to fall in love, and I want to work out, and I want to build this business, and I want to do all of these things, and we think we can do them all at once and do them all well, Mm -hmm. and that's probably not the best idea, right? You definitely do want to work on one thing and then, you know, go, okay, um, next month I will go travel the world, you know, <laughs> or something. <laughs> but the, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that we take, take the same lessons that you learned in the first thing that you did and apply them to the second thing that you did. It's so funny how our brain doesn't, you know, tell us, oh, oh, we can do that same thing here. We just apply it a little different. Like, we have to tell it to apply it a little different. Right. I feel like oh, I feel like our brain is like a child. It's like, okay, you had your way in that one area. You are not getting it again. Like, that's it. That's all you get. You get to, like, have your business success, and you don't get to, like, make me work out and make me eat less junk food. Like, no, that's the deal. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like, it's trying to negotiate or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it is such a creature of habit, and it's not that um, that once we change one thing, everything changes. It's really what what I would I would hear, be interested to hear your experience. But I would say what I think happens is the time to change gets shorter. So if you've used to, like tools in one area of your life that first time, and then when you come to use them the second time, it's like it doesn't take as long. And the third time, it doesn't take as long. And then what happens is you think like, oh, I've got everything, and then something pokes up out the woodwork. You don't even see it as like an area for you to work on until it's pointed out to you, maybe by a coach or a peer or someone. And then you're like, oh, that same pattern is just sneaking its way into a different area. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's definitely happened to me as well. You know, the, like I said, when it, at first, it was very confusing trying to speak that different language. But now that I can speak it better, I can shift it faster, recognize it faster, um, but there are times that it absolutely sneaks up and you're like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> I seriously thought that I dealt with this, but yeah. it's not that you dealt with it. Like it's always going to pop up in a different way. I think, you know, and I can't say always, but for, you know, in the beginning for, you know, probably a good period of time, every different level that we get to or every different thing that we move through, something's going to still pop up that you thought you had under control. And, you know, our beliefs and our identity are so deep that those things are going to keep, you know, popping up every once in a while, but it's amazing that we can now recognize it faster and move through it faster and tell, tell you our brains what to think. Like you are the thinker of your thoughts. Right. And sometimes we're even choosing to go, like, I think, you know, often we are choosing to go for growth. So we could maybe like, we're super, so maybe we're super comfortable. I'll even speak about myself. So I have a one-on-one practice sold out was with waitlist. And now I'm launching group. I didn't need to launch group. I could have stayed doing one-on-one and just like kept people, kept selling people to waitlist. But I mean, obviously I want to serve and help more people, but also beyond that, I'm like, I am challenging my brain to go for growth over comfort time and time again. So I'm choosing to step into that discomfort. And I think that's what entrepreneurship is really by definition. We've all chosen the path of like least, I don't, I don't know. Most resistance. resistance. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Uh, I don't think that we realize that we're doing that when we, when we say to ourselves, I want to start a business, right? <laughs> because we're like, Everyone else makes it look easy, but if you have no entrepreneurial, you know, uh, experience, then you jump in and you're like, holy shit, what just happened? Uh, What is happening right now? Like, I don't, I don't even know what did I get myself into? So, so yes, your brain automatically, I think, goes into the, uh, what are you, what are we doing here? What's happening? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, and then, then, then you're, you're telling your brain, well, we're going to think different now and we're going to be different now and we're going to do all these things different now. And it's like, huh? (laughs) So yes, uh, the path of most resistance, I would say we have chosen and you can, you can do it. You know, you can get through it. You can do this. It's, you know, not easy. And I know that, you know, this podcast is all about how, you know, how to hit that BS button on hustle and hard work are not the only ways to be successful, but I just want to make sure that everyone understands that there is hard work that needs to be done. You still have to do the hard work on yourself and in your business. In the beginning, you create and you build it by design to so that it is easy and you don't have to hustle, but you have to put up that work up front. Yeah, it's like an investment. We invest time, energy, and money up front for the business that we want in the future. And I totally am with you on the anti-hustle movement. Big fan over here because the hard work that's required, I don't think is like 
necessarily like long hours and and you know trying to do all the things I think the opposite but I think the hard work is basically what we spoke about earlier which is that cognitive dissonance of like the discomfort of like I am an entrepreneur and I am not an entrepreneur or I can sell and I can't sell or I can produce value or I can't produce value I know how to use Instagram or I don't know how to use Instagram all of those things yeah and then it gets overwhelming when we realize how many things we think we need to learn in order to be successful yes yeah And, and I think the hard work comes with realizing that you don't have to work a bazillion hours to be successful. And that first team member that you hire or, you know, whatever it is, the first coach that you, mm. that you get, mm. it's doing the things to like actually being like, I need help. I need to hire somebody to do these things, even though I might not have all the money coming in right now. It's stepping beyond that comfort zone and saying, I, I know that I can't do this alone. Interesting. I like totally have done it all alone. And I'm on the flip side of like, when do I hire someone? (laughs) (laughs) So it's like brilliant to hear that different um, perspective. And I think, I am onto myself in that, um, you know, by the end of this year, I'll be hiring someone. But yeah, yeah, I totally can see how that is going to bring in itself a lot of discomfort of, you know, not having hired someone for my business before. Yeah. Carol, you have, okay, so hold on. You haven't hired anybody and you have a sold out one-on-one program. You're starting a group program and you have a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's so just out of curiosity, how long a day do you sit, sit behind your computer? Yeah, so I have client days, Monday, half day, Tuesday, Thursday, full day, Wednesday, my sales days and Fridays are my marketing days. Uh, Monday morning is like admin. So that's my week. Um, What do you want your week to look like? I love how it is, but I know what's going to happen is I'm going to launch the group that's going to, the first group that will be on Wednesday. So then it means I have another client day. I'm going to cut down sales. So I'm not, you know, I'm like thinking about how to, where I can remove myself from the processes without necessarily hiring someone else. Cause it's interesting. I think some coaches do hire other people to do sales for them. Um, but that wouldn't be my route. I think where I know I'm going to be hiring is like the back end and social media. Those would be the two areas, um, that I would hire. So I love creating the content, but do I need to be the person in Canva designing it? No, but have I built templates that I just repeat and use? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, Yeah. I have this, I have that too. So I have a VA now and when I first, and she's been with me for a year. Yeah. When I hired her for the first time, I wanted to throw up. Like, really? I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to hire her, like, for a whole bunch of different reasons. One, yeah. oh, my gosh, I'm letting go of control of some things. Yeah. Right? Oh, my gosh, um, what if, like, all the what ifs come up. What mm-hmm. if they, you know, screw something up? What if they 
you know, don't get me or my brand. What if all of these things? And then, but letting go of the control and like uh, surrendering to the fact that I, there is zero reason for me to be doing all of the things. None. I didn't start my business to be chained to my computer. I started my business to help other people transform lives um, and enjoy my own life. Mm -hmm. So I can't do any of those things. Well, I can help people and I can transform lives from behind my computer, but I don't won't have as much time if I'm doing the graphics in Canva or editing my own podcast or uh, scheduling all of my social media posts. So yeah, I did not, I was like, I don't understand how in the beginning, how, how the heck am I supposed to hire a team member? Like I just could not wrap my head around it. And now I am all on the Holy crap, go hire a team member team. Like, okay. I, you know, I get it that it is scary. I get it that, you know, a whole lot of feelings come up when you're gonna, you know, hand out, even if it's like two, $300 a month for, you know, like 10 or 15 hours or something for somebody to help you. Mm-hmm. Like it really makes a difference in your, uh, you know, your self care as well. Just, it means that you care about yourself as much as you care about your business. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I think, so, I, I think, I think yes. like, Girl, go get one. <laughs> Anyone listening, feel free, feel free to send your application too. Yes. <laughs> so funny. So good. Yeah, but you're on to a point. It's like, really, um, I am super protective of my schedule and my time. And it would be super easy for me to um, give more and more hours without hiring to someone. And it really is all about like my podcast isn't edited at all. It's raw. It's real. Like just because I just didn't create the time for it and you're right I could have just hired someone uh-huh. I didn't so it's like the create like we always have these options of what to do and I'm yeah I'm looking forward to professionalizing my podcast one day yeah I mean don't get me wrong 99% of the time the actual like podcast itself the body of the podcast like we're talking right now is not edited all, all it, no, because I love that it's raw, right? I even if it is, there are ums and buts, and we stumble over words. Or like yesterday when I was recording a podcast, my phone rang. Like you know, <laughs> but that's life, right? And that's authenticity to me. So yeah, um, all my VA does is like put some stuff in the beginning, like my intro and a little clip of like some funny thing. Nice. And then, you know, an outro when, when I have them, like, and that's it. That's, you know, there's no editing out all the ums, all the little spaces, all the things like, no. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, you know, when I say edit your podcast, I'm just like, all we're, you know, but that 15, 20 minutes that it takes her to, do that for me mm. is 15, 20 minutes that I can go build a new relationship that I can mm. go continue 
um, nurturing a relationship that I already have or um, just going to find, you're going to just give value to the audience that I have. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you look at it in that approach, okay, yes, I am sitting here and I'm spending 20 minutes to building a template on Canva, which is great. I have templates on Canva too. Um, but it's, and that, that makes it so much easier for when somebody does take that over, you're like, oh, just use this template and do this, this <laughs> and it's done, right? Like you don't yeah. even have to worry about, about, you know, explaining it like in detail because mm-hmm. most people that are BAs have, you know, use Canva. So I do too. I do too. I love it. Uh, but yeah, no, I love I love that I love that you don't have a team member yet and that you have created, you know, all of these things and I think that's amazing. But I'm really excited to see what happens when you do hire a team member and I I would love for you to um, you know, let me know like personally or you know, send me a a DM when you do hire somebody and let me know all the feelings that come up for you when, um, when you have to let go of certain things and let go of a little bit of control. Cause I know how it was for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. I like, I've hired like, I've, um, I've hired like someone specifically for branding or someone specifically, but not like a, we're going to be in a long-term relationship, a committed relationship <laughs> together. Yeah. So um, I think it's going to be fun. It will be fun. It will be fun. And you're going to be like, oh, oh, look, I can create all this. I'm like, you're opening space for you to create yeah. new things and, yeah. or create, you know, something more amazing from something that you already have. So, yes. And this is so great for the listeners to see, like, we always, like, even as you're speaking, I'm like a bit resistant. I'm like, maybe next, I'm like next year I'll do it because we're always resistant to change. Yes. That resistance doesn't have to mean we don't do something. I think resistance is the first step to doing anything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you said that. Yeah. All right, Vicky, this was quite an amazing conversation and took a quite a turn at the end. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> So is there anything that you would like to say that would totally wrap this all up in a bow for you? Um, yeah. It's like, listen, every one of us has human brains. The person that you are looking at that has the fully booked practice, the person that you are looking at that's making multiple six figures, the person that's reaching, you know, like millions of podcast downloads, whatever everyone else is doing, we all have a human brain. So listening to this, like, you know, we, we bring our human brain with us. And as long as we are looking to grow, we are going to be inviting our anxiety, our procrastination, our primitive instincts to get louder. But just because they're louder still doesn't mean we don't have, we have to listen to them. So that would be the, the main message from today, I would say. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I love that. All right, everyone, as always screenshot, you um, screenshot this episode, tag Vicki and I on Instagram stories. Let us know what your biggest aha moments were and uh, send us a message. Let us know if you have questions, if you just want to say, Hey, whatever we're here (laughs) and we love to hear from you. Um, So do that. And I will um, link all of Vicki's stuff up in the show notes, but Vicki, tell us where we can find you. 
Sure. So it's definitely, um, definitely the podcast. So if you search F asterisk CK anxiety, I will come up there. Fuck anxiety and get shit done. Also Instagram, it's Vicky Louise, V-I-K-K-I-L-O-U-I-S-E. And then three underscores because there's apparently a few of us. And also, <laughs> just go to VickyLouise.com and find out anything else you want there. Awesome. Amazing. Well, it was so good to have you. This was a great conversation. I look forward to everyone listening and telling us what they thought. Amazing. Thank you for having me. All right, everyone. We'll see you in the next episode.